Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there. And Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone the weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. A cup of murder. It's difficult to understand how a person could hurt a child. It is especially difficult to understand when the violence comes from a woman who, genetically, tend to have maternal instincts to make us into mothers and caretakers. On October 7, 1874, a woman was born who would, after the strangulation of 10 children in her presence, be dubbed the Ogress. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Jeanne Weber was born on October 7, 1874, in a small fishing village in France. When she was 14 years old, she left home and moved to Paris to find work. She married in 1893. However, her life and marriage were not a happy one. Her husband was an alcoholic, and two of her three children died in 1905, after which she began drinking heavily herself. On March 2, 1905, her sister-in-law asked her to watch her two daughters. Sometime during their stay with their aunt, 18-month-old Georgette suddenly fell ill and died. The examining physician failed to notice a strange bruise on the girl's neck, and her death was seen as a tragic accident. 
On March 11th, Jeanne was asked again to watch her niece. And, like before, two-year-old Suzanne died while in the care of her aunt. The doctor claimed it was unexplained convulsions. After all, a woman, especially the girl's aunt, would never do anything to harm a child, right? On March 25th, Jeanne's brother asked if she could watch his seven-year-old daughter, Jermaine. And after a sudden attack of choking with red marks appearing on her neck, the girl survived and was babysat by her aunt again the following day. This time, diphtheria caused the death of not just Jermaine, but Jeanne's own son, Marcel, four days later. On April 5th, Jeanne invited her two sisters-in-law to dinner. The two women went out shopping, and Jeanne volunteered to stay home and watch her 10-year-old nephew, Maurice. They happened to return early to find Maurice gasping on the bed, bruises covering his throat, and Jeanne Weber standing over him with a crazed expression on her face. Jeanne Weber was brought to trial on January 29, 1906. Prosecution claimed that the woman not only attacked Maurice, but killed eight children, including three of her own. They believed that Jeanne killed her son that March to throw off suspicion of the death of her nieces and nephews. Her lawyer, who was described as a brilliant man, painted her as a grieving mother and she was acquitted on February 6, 1906. Just 14 months later, a physician in the town of Villedoux was sent to a home where nine-year-old Auguste Beauvoisette was lying dead on his bed. His throat was badly bruised. The babysitter, who was introduced to the doctor as Madame Molinet, was in charge of the boy when he suffered from convulsions and died. By May 4th, the babysitter was identified as Jeanne Weber. She was brought to trial, hired the same lawyer, and yet again was released after an autopsy showed that the boy died from typhoid. Jeanne disappeared once again, and it resurfaced as an orderly at a few children's hospital as Marie Lamonet. Weber worked at a hospital run by friends of hers for less than a week when she was caught strangling a child. This was dismissed and the attack was covered up. She returned to Paris, where she became a sex worker, spent some time in an asylum before being released, and began living with a common-law husband in an inn in Commercy. Shortly after moving in, she was found strangling the 10-year-old son of the innkeeper with a bloody handkerchief. The father had to punch Jeanne Weber three times in the face before she would release the boy's lifeless body. Another trial began, and Jeanne Weber was declared criminally insane on October 25, 1908, and sent to an asylum where she lived for 10 years before strangling herself on July 5, 1918. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 8th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, Easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. 
You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day.